Beyond FM. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. The 314. St. Louis. Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. They said it was just a good story. One that would soon come to an end. They expected us to be satisfied with how far we've come. We're not satisfied. We're here to prove that the past is merely a point of reference and not a predictor of the future. Our team is relentless. We've overcome adversity. We've delivered at the most crucial times. Do you think we have their attention now? You think they can hear us? It's bigger than us. It's about our city. All of us, together, pushing towards the same goal. This is about our dream. About chasing immortality. A collective idea. A singular goal. Do you want it? Do you want to be a part of the greatest time in our history? Together, we are going to dig deep and give everything we have because this, this is all we know. Our eyes are on the ultimate goal. This is about writing a story that will be told for generations to come. And they think we're at the end. Hey, buddy, we're still here. Parental discretion is strongly advised. It's sports and local music wrapped up into one. It's Hat Tricks with Patrick on Beyond FM. Regulators, mount up!
is Cause squirrels out the circle Cause they did not fit Usually entwined really real rounded Tryna grow with my pain Stay in my own lane But now I'm the damn hypocrite Hold up, wait All because I'm done stressing Y'all was the real problem Y'all were really nothing But just dead away Bitch been good But now he turning heel Y'all stuck around enough Now I'm going for the kill Crazy all, all the fake is being revealed Thought your girl was loyal Well here's the deal She really blowing your homies Like a pinwheel Anytime I rhyme Youngies don't know how to feel Playing metaphorical rhymes In your brain It'll hit you later Boom That's a minefield My rhymes are leveling up AT&T Thoughts are full of wishes Wishful thinking Like I wish it Again, the witch Try to stop me From being the best MC Speeding on the road To greatness I ain't looking back Need a straight jacket Cause I'm going maniac On any track Old school like an OG With the fifth of cognac Jammer rain forever Thought you already knew that My work is breezy Said I get it and go Level up is all we know Went from rookies To the pros Rhymes called Got them froze Yeah, look at the way Next up with the loud about to roll it up Just catching the vibe, you know what's up You cannot fuck with us Grinding all night till the sun up Cause we stay down till we got it up the best of everything STL Beyond FM. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Monday night edition of Hat Tricks with Patrick. What's going on? Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. Doug is in the studio. And I know in the last couple of weeks we said uh, the one and only Dan Carnes is going to be in the studio this week. No, 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 no. Uh, Slight, slight scheduling issue with Mr. Dan. Instead, we got the retro champ. Yep. Retro champion is in the studio. We're going to bring him in a little bit. We're going to talk some wrestling. We're going to talk what's up with retro. What's he got some new music coming out. Anything going on with the man with the big gold belt. So make sure you stay tuned for that. First things first, we need to get to the concert calendar. Whiskey War Fest Barbecue will be Saturday, August 20th. This coming Saturday, off-Broadway, starting at 6 p.m., Hunter Pebbles, The Manus Brothers, Old Capital Square Dance Club, Honky Tonk, Airlines, and more will be there. It's $10 in advance and 15 day of the show. Beyond FM presents The Dropout Kings at Red Flag, August 25th at 7 p.m. with special guest Normandy and our dudes, Egan's Rats. It's an all-ages show, $20 in advance, 25 day of the show. The Raging Nathans will be off Broadway Thursday, September 1st, presented by, of course, Beyond FM with special guests, the Haddonfields, Break Mouth, Annie, and Slow Death. It's an all-ages show. Tickets are $10 in advance and 15 day of the show. This one just got announced in the last couple of days. Saturday, September 10th at Red Flag at 7 p.m. It is going to be Lydia's Castle, Outrun the Fall, The Mini Color Death, and Divine Sorrow. It's an all-ages show. Make sure you show up. Doors open at 7 o'clock. Show starts at 8. Get your tickets at etix.com or look up the show at redflag.com. It is going to be an awesome show. We will definitely be seeing you there for that one. Looking ahead towards September 17th, Sisser, North by North, Middle Class Fashion. They're going to be at the Heavy Anchor on Saturday, September 17th. It's $10 to get in, and the doors open at 7 p.m. Bar opens at 5. It's a 21-plus-and-only show. 
October 29th, Beyond FM presents an evening with the legends, Local H, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Here Comes the Zoo, performing the album in its entirety. It's an all-ages show. Doors open at 7 p.m. For more information, check out beyondfm247.com. If you want to get on the concert calendar, hit us up on all the socials, email us, However you can get a hold of us to promote your show, we would love to have you on the concert calendar because there's so many great artists. There's so many great shows that are coming up. We'd love to include you as well. All right, so we are in the early days uh, or the middle days of August, and, you know, there's not really much going on with the Blues right now, so we're definitely not going to be talking about hockey much. Definitely going to be talking some Cardinal baseball. Some history was made this past week with the AA Cardinals. Cannot wait to talk about that. Retro is in. We are going to have Retro come on. He's going to talk about what he's got planned, some new music maybe. Who knows? Maybe he's going to go on tour. All sorts of possibilities coming up with the one and only Retro Champ. So make sure you keep it right here. Coming right back with Doug and Retro right here on Beyond FM.
Thursday, August 25th at Red Flag, Beyond FM presents the return of Dropout Kings. Off the discussion, there's no need to beg it. We don't want the bread that was off with your head. There's a glitch in the system. If you blink when he did his thing, then you missed him. Got a question like, hey. Special guest Normandy. And St. Louis's very own Egan's Rats. People keep twisting it, Twitter finger blistering, spinning around and looking for a simple tip. This is an all-ages show. Doors open at 7, show at 8. Tickets are just $20 in advance, $25 at the door. Thursday, August 25th. Dropout Kings, Normandy, and Egan's Rats at Red Flag. Brought to you by Beyond FM. Let's go. I'm going to take my head off so my brain can breathe. Picture me whipping round the city in a shitty Jeep Cause talk is cheap, silence worth a milli uh, But we been broke for a minute, guess I'm spilling Till we filling up the stands, killing on my stands Just riddled with cancer, damn, somebody got an answer for this Put your hands up, dance a little, jam some middle of the mad shit Chance to drizzle when we hizzle up in the rat hole I'ma be blackballed for half raw tracks Ending up in your dad's jaw like Hold up, I need a drink Y'all so watered down, matter of fact, make it three I'm like, hold up I need a shrink, thoughts so loud, neighbors knocking, need some peace, I'm like, hold up, I need a drink, y'all so watered down, matter of fact, make it three, I'm like, hold up, yeah. I said, hold up, I'm from the show me, show me something I ain't seen before, so many come and go, I've been here before the flows, record my soul when I die, it's like a rotten stone, if I stand the test of time, I'm a rolling stone, it's a rocky road, knocking that Baraka's dough, locking low, one shot at popping, dropping something dope. Top it slow mo, I'm more like a blocker, yo. Bless you with my fingertips like you, you, hocker show. My cool few, but I got this, bro. I mean, who knew I would be dropping flow? Back in school, they used to mock them, so no wonder when I grew up, they act cool, trying to copy notes. I will over regardless, my pencil be bombarding, another starving artist, but you could call me Sergeant. Five stars on the collar, boy, I'm calling shots, hoping I don't have to die to make it to the top. Hold up, I need a drink. Y'all so watered down, matter of fact, make it three. I'm like, hold up, I need a drink. Thoughts so loud, neighbors knocking, need some peace. I'm like, hold up, I need a drink. Y'all so watered down, matter of fact, make it three. I'm like, hold up, I said, hold up, I said, hold up.
Dub. It's the best of everything STL Beyond FM back inside the studio and joining us. Not only Doug is in the studio. Yep, yep. But the one and only Retro Champ. Yeah. What is happening, my dude? How's it? How you doing, man? Oh man, like you know, I'm trying to maintain. You know, what I'm saying, doing my thing, whatever, whatever. You know, uh, just working. Just working. working. I'm working like a motherfucker right now. New music coming out and stuff like that. Uh, I can't say it, dog. I can't say it. Oh, I man. can't say it. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of things going on, but I can't say too much. Shit, you know what I'm saying? What was it? A couple of months ago, you had your full EP. Yeah. As if I was not, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, the full yeah. EP dropped. Yeah. 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 So, so I dropped uh, No Mercy uh, right after my mom passed, right before I went on tour with Dizzy Wright. So it was like. There's a lot of shit going on yeah. time. So Which sorry to hear about your mom passing. I appreciate by the way, that, so. man. Thank you. I know you've been going through a tough time with that, so Yeah, it's been a it's been a ride for sure, bro. It still it still bothers me every day. You know what I'm saying? But knowing her, she she pretty much told me like whenever whenever it happens, like you still gotta go. Yeah. You, know, you can't She's stop. still wanting you to push on yeah. and be who you are and yeah. whatnot. Any any it's just any time, like with anything, she always tell me like don't stop ever. Like, if I go, you gotta keep going for us. So, no matter what, because that's what she did. You know what I'm saying? Her mom died, and she grieved for a long time. But she, she kept going with with everything like that she was doing. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was feeding the homeless or um, ministering to certain people, she just kept going because she had a mission. So. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Not to get too heavy on any on stuff right out the gate, basically. No, no, so. just, hey, hey, hey. But so, talk to me about No Mercy, though. Like, how long did that take for that to finally come out? Because uh, I know you like dropped a few songs here and there. I'm pretty sure ninety was on there. Yeah, 90, 90 The remix happened. So ninety, the remix happened a year before No Mercy. Mm. So like. The plan was to drop the 90 remix and drop a video with it. But the more music I start making, the more I was just like, this ain't the single. This ain't the, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be on there, but it's just not the single. Um, So it's crazy. I've been wanting to do No Mercy for about two and a half years. Really? Yeah. So, like, No Mercy in the beginning was supposed to be a bunch of, like, hype-ass, like, rap shit. And then uh, me and Nando STL had sat down. We had a conversation. He was like, bro, you like this rock shit. Why don't you just go for it? And I'm just like, bro, I don't know. Because I've always talked to him about it. I'm like, bro, if I just did. I always like doing it. He's like, bro, just go for it. So I said, all right, cool. And I went for it. And No Mercy just became something so different. And I'm actually very proud of this project. Yeah. For sure. Definitely proud of this project. Uh, what was the uh, the remix you did with, uh, for or the cover version of Linkin Park? Was that on there or no? No, 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 no. So that was, that was separate. So that was uh, JT Ibanez's idea. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit me up and he hit up Isaac from uh, This Is Falling. And he was like, hey, I want you guys to collab on a song. And I also want you guys to meet because you guys are two people I fuck with. This, then the third. So we 
linked up, uh, did it in the studio, did the video. And it was, that was, that's JT's project. Like, that's him. He wanted to do covers with some of his friends that he really fucked with. So he started his own YouTube channel with that. And that's where that came from. And, and honestly, that is what stemmed off into, like, Retro, you need to do this. You need to... Because people heard my voice on the rocks, and it was like, it blew people out the fucking water. Right. So. I mean, nobody expected, like, that to sound that well, that song to sound that well, being a cover version. Yeah. What was your experience working with JT? Like, I've heard, I, I talked to uh, the Wild and Free a couple weeks ago, and they had nothing but great things to say about JT. So, obviously, you'd probably say that, attest to that same thing. Yeah, so me and JT, we close. He's like a, he's like that mean dad. <laughs> like, he's like he's like that mean dad that loves you and he wants you to do good but some days he just be like you ain't you ain't doing shit right you just be like what the fuck you mean I am doing nah but like he's got that TLC coming for he you he do bro he really do I, I love I love Ibanez though Ibanez is one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life um, we may not agree on everything you know what I'm saying and I know he gonna hear this so it's like of course he's gonna be like yeah I don't agree with Retro on everything cause <laughs> That's just what it is. But no, that's some, I, I love Ivanez. He, like I said, he's one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. He does great with visuals. He's, he, he even took a photography. Like, <clears throat> he's a worker, bro. Like, mm. He works. Like, he'll bring your shit to life. Yeah. For real. He'll bring your music to life, and you'll be very, very satisfied with the product. For real. Like, he shot all my videos, except for the last one. Uh, Spencer Peck shot my last video. Um, which is the determined video, but all the videos uh, before that, Ibanez, except for a couple like like before I even met him. But so like, Lord, yeah. have, uh, Lord, Lord have mercy. That that he that shot video it was fucking dynamite. That ninety, that. seriously. Yeah, ninety shot. He shot that. He shot Lord have mercy. He shot roller coaster. Um, Ibanez is fire, dog. Like for real, for real. I met some great people through him. Um, I've had some great connects through him. So. For real, like I, I think I thank him for real. I, I definitely do thank him, and I appreciate him for you know what I'm saying taking the chance on me too. That's awesome. Hell yeah, dog. Ibanez, if you listening, bro. Uh, I don't know, bro. I just, you know, I got love for you, even though sometimes you know I'm gonna kick you in the shin. <laughs> but but I fuck with you. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've heard somebody say, I want to kick somebody in the shit on Beyond FM. I definitely do. It'd be days where I've never wanted to choke me, and I know he do. Greatest <laughs> shot out in Beyond FM history right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that is it for sure. Oh, yeah, my fault, y'all. Like, I got bad allergies today, so my voice sound nasally as fuck. That's uh, why. Allergies good. kicking my ass. If you got allergies, I feel you. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Midwest, man. Man, that's, for real. That's, I hate this shit. Oh, yeah. I'm going back to North Carolina. <laughs> I ain't had this fucking issue. Though. What, you going to deal with some uh, hurricanes out there and whatnot nah, instead? Bro, when I was in North Carolina with my partner T-dubs, all my sinuses was gone, dog. Really? I ain't sneezed out one fucking time. Then I come back to this motherfucker. I, I chew. I was mad as hell. I was pissed. Like, you don't understand how mad I was, bro. <laughs> Eyes was itchy. I said, you know the fuck what? I don't want to come back here no more. <laughs> Straight bullshit. I mean, even shit. on tour, it was like, oh god, I'd imagine on, being on tour, you're having to go through like if you're going all over and shit, your allergies all, are probably gonna be a pain in the ass. First of all, the mountains, 
they not a joke. That elevation is some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that elevation sickness is bullshit. I don't give a fuck when nobody say, I like the mountains. You 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 lying. You lying. You lying like hell. You you just saying that shit because you like looking at the shit. But you know that elevation sickness is a motherfucker. Outside of St. Louis, where is like your favorite place to stop though, like on tour? My favorite place to stop on tour was I mean, it was Colorado. I love Colorado, which is crazy. Like, besides the sickness, I'll the fuck with Colorado. You, the fact that you couldn't breathe. Yeah, that shit was ass. And we had to drink so much water. Oh, yeah? Like, whoa, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Like, But the food that was fire, the people that were great, like, the energy of the crowds was, was lit. You know what I'm saying? And I just appreciate shit like that. So, like, when I went, you know what I'm saying, I didn't know what to expect. I've never been to Colorado before. I, when I, were you there? Huh? When was that? Uh, so, we went in May. Mm. Yeah. So, we had three days in, three had three days there, three days in Nebraska, and then the last day that I was on was in Oklahoma City. Retro champ in Nebraska just sounds like it could be a fucking, like, it could be a comedy show. <laughs> hey, fuck. Hey, so I let's got some take, homies. Let's take, <laughs> let's take Retro Chip out of North Carolina, put him in St. Louis for a while, and then, and then send him off to, me ne- off to Nebraska. Nebraska. Hey, I'll survive in Nebraska. I got some homies in Nebraska. Shout out to JC and Josh. Look, I, look, look, look. Nebraska lit, too. People just don't want to talk about it. Nebraska lit, too. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. Cornhuskers. Fuck yeah. I don't see like a bunch of a fucking party hey, town. Hey, real shit though. Like, I, I walked in there with a Cornhusker shirt with the big N on my shit. Hey, motherfuckers was just like, dude, you're showing us love and we love that. We're gonna fuck with your music. And I was just like, oh, hell yeah. That's all I it like takes. That That's all, it, all took. it took. Showing up with the Nebraska shirt. Show them love. They're gonna show you love back, bro. Oh, man. I mean, I guess we could try that, you know. Try. Sh- I would never do that in Chicago, just put it that way, wearing a Cubs shirt or anything like that. I mean, that's so different, that's, I draw that's, a line. That's different. that's different, though. You got to draw a line somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You can't just go to Chicago and wear a Cubs shirt. Like, you just lying to yourself. <laughs> that's like me going, that's like me being a Chicago Bulls fan and then going to L.A. and be like, hey, I'm finna go ahead and wear this LeBron jersey. It's like, I like LeBron, but I ain't, I ain't going that far. I ain't going that far. We got to talk to you about your uh, uh, Mount Rushmore for wrestling here in a little bit. So yeah, that's we're gonna, it. We're gonna save some wrestling. Man, you and Bodine, bro, with this. I know it's it's sick because it's hard. Yeah, it's we're, hard to. We're be. gonna talk wrestling in a couple minutes, so we want to keep talking to you about your music, though. What do you got coming up next? Like you said, you, you said off air, you had a uh, show coming up for sure, right? Yeah. So I can't really speak on too much on it, but I do got something planned. A secret show. Yeah, I got, I got, yeah, <laughs> I got something planned. I just, I just really don't know what's going on yet. I don't know, bro. I, I might wait till next year, but I. Oh man, you can't be doing that because. Well, because hey, here's bro, the thing. Here's the thing. I was so hyped when you had that show. What was it? September last year. Yeah. It was supposed to be September, dude. I was gonna be. I fucking made sure I did not have anything going on that day. Three months out when you first told me about it. And when yeah. you had to cancel, man, I was so fucking... Di- I was, it was so, COVID, I, I don't want to say let down or disappointed in you or anything like that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I was kind of just... I was like, oh, shit, dude. I was hoping to see fucking Retro just rock out, man. Yeah, man. So everybody will. I promise you that. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just at that time, COVID... Uh, 
COVID fucks everything were up. Still, yeah, it was still, still a lot of shit in play. But now that things are starting to open up and everything's going back to the way it was, shit can go right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I wanted to do the show regardless of what the fuck was going on because I knew it was people that wanted to come see it. But shit happened and we had to cancel it. Um but yeah, for sure, I'm. I, I want to do something else in the foreseeable future. It's just I gotta figure out when. But I mean, I, I was talking about a show, but it's like I don't know, bro. I, I uh, like I said, I I might do something next year. It, it depends, bro. We just have to see what's going on and how everything's gonna work out. Because like I said, preparing for a show and trying to like put a show together is two different things. Mm. So like. Preparing for shows like you know, what I'm saying you gotta get your, your your live arrangements and you know what I'm saying you gotta practice and stuff like that. Now that now don't get me wrong, like all that is like necessary because you have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And stuff like that, but like putting a show together, like you gotta find a venue, you gotta get openings, you gotta pay people, you gotta do all these different things. It's just a lot that goes into a production, all that shit. And and I know me, so like me, I like to go all the fuck out. So. I got to I gotta really sit down and be like, if I want to do a show, how the fuck I'm going to do it? Because, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to fuck this up. You know? Yeah. Like, people like, you know what I'm saying? People like y'all, like, y'all want to come see something dope. And I appreciate that. And I like to make art. Whether it's music or being on stage. You know what I'm mm. saying? So it's like, I'd rather give you a full show than just get my ass up there for 30 minutes and just rap and be all right, y'all. Y'all have a good night. Drive on safe. Like that yeah. shit is so like I, I I and it's not it's not a diss to her, like a lot of people that's in the scene, but it's like I be bored as fuck at some of these shows. Mm. I do. I be bored as fuck because I be like, I want to see a show, but it's like, where's the pizzazz? Where's like, like what the fuck? I went to an album release party not too long ago, um, for this girl named Joe. Hey, let me tell you something. She's sick as fuck. Um, my homegirl, like my, she's like my little sister, but uh, Wavoka, she introduced me to her. And when I say she put on a show, she had choreography. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't even like a big stage. It was like something small on the on the south side type shit. Hmm. It was lit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. shit like that. You have choreography. You got dances. You do. You got lights. You doing all this cool, cool shit like. It was a fire album release part, and that's when I was like, that's what we need more. We need more shit that's going to come to life. Like, if you have art, like, bring that shit to life. Yeah. You know? Like, something more possessed, not just up there, just, like, reciting the song lyrics that you yeah, have. Yeah, this shit be boring as fuck. It's just like, bro, we know you can rap, but, like, can you do something else? Can you do a flip? Like, <laughs> like you're boring. We should talk to Gorilla J, see if he can start doing some flips while he's I'm on the stage. Crying. I mean, Gorilla J will put a motherfucker through a table. So it's like. <laughs> he would. He would. He would. That's he would. what I'm saying. He'll actually go out of his way and be like, hey, I'm finna hire an actor and put his ass through a table after this song. So it's like, you know, it's shit like that. He go. He went pretty all out for that uh, third anniversary show for Beyond FM. Yeah, like, for sure. He, he he was sweating his ass off, man. He was putting out the effort and like trying yeah. to get everybody involved and trying to have like a great show. Yeah. And you know, Dub was doing the same thing too. And like, dude, I can only imagine what you guys have to do for that kind of shit. Yeah, bro. It's a it's a process, bro. And you learn along the way too. Like you know, what I'm saying I learn from a lot of uh, different artists that I watch. 
uh, as far as like performing wise. Um, shit, to name a few, like Tech Nine to me still has some of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Really? Absolutely. I was. I'm not gonna say I'm not a huge. I'm not really a. Big tech fan. That's on the, I'm just honesty. saying, if you go, uh, that's fine. If you're not a Tech Nine fan, that's fine. But like, if you go to a Tech Nine show, I guarantee you're gonna be like, "All right, let me get this motherfucker another chance." Because like, for real, like his his shit is phenomenal, top to bottom. You can tell they work. Mm. They work. Like even with um, you know what I'm saying, bigger people like NF or Travis Scott, um they work like they they whole team is working. Like it is work. Like it's crazy, bro. Like everything behind the scenes going on, like those people really put they all into that show. For real. And I and that's what I respect about that because it is an art. Like Travis Scott had a uh what do you have, a documentary on himself? For Astro World, mm. he yelled at that. one of his producer guys because a cue on the roller coaster wasn't right. Like everything got to be right, which is a fact. Because like if you do something off for a second, you don't know who the fuck watches. Somebody could be like, "Hey, that shit is off." Then what? You know what I'm saying? Then he ended up having like a, that tragedy though at Astro World though, and showing yeah, Houston that 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 was crazy. That was nuts. Like that that um, that kind of fucked me up artist because you never know what's going on out there in that crowd. That's why I try to pay attention as much as I can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like if somebody's hurt, of course you need to pick them up and help them and shit. And like you as an artist also gotta be aware of that. Sure, yeah, yeah, aware yeah. to make sure like, hey, somebody's hurt, stop this shit. He took a lot of flack for that. Yeah, he did. Because there was like a lot of viewers that came out of like bands like Lincoln Park that were just like, oh shit, somebody's down on the ground, help him up, help him up. And they yeah. started that chant, like Chester, uh, I think it was, yeah, Chester Bennington and Mike Shinoda like started that chant of like, if somebody falls down, help him up. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Lewis has been known to do it as well. Um, stop his shows. Um, my cousin was at No shit. Yeah. What? Damn. So, I mean, that's just, it was just a crazy thing. And the worst part was, is, I mean, they he knew that they were oversold on tickets. He knew it. But he went ahead with the, the show anyways. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it was just a big event for him. And it was just a, it was just a, a thing where it was like he was going to try to make this a, a continuous thing. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. he t- it took him a long time to get Astro World to be. Astro World again. So. All right, so what's coming up next for Retro? I mean, something you can tell me since you got that secret concert, some secret music <laughs> coming out. Come um, on, man. Well, right now, I'm just, like, really writing. So, like, right now, I'm just in the writing process, just getting ideas out uh, for real, for real. I might go back to the studio soon. I just want to get everything out before I just go to the studio and record because I know how I am. I like to be prepared, so. Yeah, like right now I'm just in the writing process. Real, 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 real quick question on this one: You've worked with a lot of different people around the scene. Yeah. Who's something you, somebody you have not worked with yet that you definitely want to work with? Story of the fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that story of the year? We need you to work with Retro. Seriously, yeah. that'd be like the dopest collab ever. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Definitely story of the year. Um. Who else? 
trying to think. Of course, ATG, but we've done a lot of stuff together already. Uh, I'm surprised you still want to work with ATG during that whole rumor shit that he was trying to start with you a couple oh years ago. Oh my gosh, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't ATG. That was Steve the Clue. Steve, you're still a dick. Um, <laughs> so for those that don't remember, or and just to fill Doug in, there was a rumor going around that at uh, retro, <laughs> it was basically a chant going around that says retro eats ass. That was Steve the Clue. So about so that's the funniest shit. So my, first the of first all, time this, we this had claimer, ATG, the first time we had ATG time, in the studio with uh, with Garrett Weekly, the bassist there for discrepancies. And they like not even five minutes in, they start dogging on retro and just start talking about when are you gonna have retro on because Tony and retro are so cool. And yeah. <laughs> he's like, and he ATG's like, yeah, make sure you ask him about him eating ass, him eating ass. <laughs> he Bro, just said it for like five straight all, minutes. So, so the funny shit about that. So ATG had a show in Del Mar, and uh, Steve was drunk off his ass. When I say Steve was drunk, Steve was on some bullshit. <laughs> Steve comes up to me and goes, because there was this girl there, I guess, and she was like, you know what I'm saying, talking to Steve. Steve, Steve was like, nah, Retro over here, he the one that eat ass, baby. I don't eat ass. Retro eat ass. Retro, don't you eat ass? I looked at Steve, and I'm like, bro, no, what the fuck you talking about? Nah, Retro, you eat ass. And ever since then, like, Steve took out his phone and video recorded me and said, Retro eats ass. And then ever since then, everybody was just like, Oh, retro eat ass, and it just became a fucking joke for years. <laughs> Timmy still hits me up to this day with eating ass memes for no fucking reason. It's like, bro, that shit is hilarious. So no, it's, it started off Steve the Clue. Steve that could be a, that could Steve be your next album dick. title, though. That should be your next album. Retro either retro something about retro eats ass or <laughs> fuck Steve the Clue. <laughs> Bro, so, so you know what's funny? So, <laughs> when we did the Linkin Park cover, Steve was playing drums behind me, right? <laughs> Steve was like, do you think people would think that uh, this is like a beef that just like came together and we're fine? Or do they not understand? <laughs> I was like, I don't think people gonna get it. <laughs> I don't think people gonna get it. So... It was so now that video has a whole new meaning. I mean, this was like Steve's gonna play behind you. I said, Steve, who? He goes, Steve the Clue. I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Steve comes to the studio and Steve goes, hey, bud. I go, <laughs> I go, hey, what's going on? And like, at this time, me and Steve, we always talked and shit, but it was like, now we see each other in person after all this shit happened. And it was, like, the most funniest shit in the world. Because, like, <laughs> Steve didn't know what to fucking say. I was just like, so you going to tell everybody that I don't do it no more? He was like, nah, I I can't do that. I, I can't let that go. I'm like, oh, my god. Yeah, that's gosh. a full-on situation. You walk up behind him, hit him with a fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> Who eats ass now, motherfucker? <laughs> nah, I love Steve, bro. Steve the Clue is the man, bro. Like, I love Steve, dog. Like, Steve is one of the dumbest drummers I ever met. He's one of the sweetest people I ever met. Like, I just love Steve all the way around, bro. <laughs> but Steve fucked me up that night. He put me on fucking Facebook Live. I will never forget that shit. He went live. <laughs> drunk as fuck. Talking about retro eat. And then he tried to offer me a shot. I said, get your ass away from me. <laughs> like, what the hell? 
Shout out Steve. We, st- we still got to get Steve on the show to get that story collaborated and see if he can remember anything That's from crazy. it. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, the Wild and Free. I would collab with the Wild and Free. They'd collab with you. They love, they, I had a conversation. Yeah, we had uh, Dan and uh, Rachel and uh, Mike in a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about, like, who they would want to collab with. And I'm hey, pretty sure they said you. I'll tell you something right now. Ain't nobody fucking with Rachel with the footwork. Oh, fuck no. Nobody. Good fucking Christ, man. Nobody. No. Nobody. Rachel, if you, hey, look. Hey. I don't even know if some gangbangers can outwalk you, sweetheart. Oh, for real. I don't know, because, like, her footwork is nasty. It's some, now, I done seen some some people walk. She be stepping on shit. So, yeah. I, I commend her. Her footwork is nasty. I be like, how the fuck do you do this shit? Like, hey, you know you, she can, you can collab with a EDM track with her. Hey, hey. Greco I, Ray. I wouldn't, man, I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. Throw, well, be we're putting out in the universe right here, right now. Hey, I'll put Greco Ray, hit up Retro Champ. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're gonna come back, and of course, we gotta talk some pro wrestling. Yeah, for sure. We, we can't have Retro, me and Doug, in the studio without talking some wrestling. Yeah, so, no doubt. We're right back here on Beyond FM. There's no way, dog. It's the best of everything. STL Beyond FM. We're back, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, I'm the lone man on an island here. Pat, this literally says cornhole. Oh so, so, okay, Doug's got a tournament coming up uh, October 30th. Yeah, so the Corporal Jacob Madden Foundation's got a cornhole tournament on October the 30th, 2022. And the discussion is, is it cornhole or, as what Pat thinks, it's bags. So that is the discussion we're having right now. Supposedly... Down in Jeff County, it is considered bags. And in the rest of the world, it's cornhole. I I have only ever heard it called bags. I've never heard it called cornhole because it just sounds fucking awkward calling it cornhole. It's for but, me. For but, me. But I'm, I, I don't need it that. like that. It does. I, I just, I, I, you know, Pat, I. <laughs> They just like completely break you right now because it says cornhole. <laughs> like, what more evidence do you need between bags and corn? That motherfucker says cornhole. It, I've always, always ever heard it called bags. I, ne- growing up, the section of Jeff County near St. Louis County, we always called it bags. What section? I need to talk to them because they, <laughs> <laughs> they have they up have near Fenton this. High Ridge, right in that area. That's crazy. My old man used to stay close to Fenton, not close to Fenton. Uh, my dad used to stay close to Fenton. Yeah, we gotta talk to them folk because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never in my life heard of cornhole. I mean, bags, uh, bags for yeah. cornhole. It's yeah. like we've always ever called it bags. That's that's crazy. Let's. That doesn't even sound correct. Let's go outside and play some bags. Like, yeah. what is the bag? <laughs> it's a bags tournament? It's we clear. We have like I, one of my best friends, my buddy Joe, has made flyers that say bags tournament, and people showed up. Yes, were they were they confused they when no, they got no, no no no? Everybody knows what it's called. Yeah, yeah. cornhole, <laughs> but it's bags. <laughs> Y'all call it bags because, you know, it will fit in between the teeth that you're all missing down there in Jeffco. I'm not missing any teeth, bitch. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I wasn't going to go that far. But damn, wow. I, I, wow. Was, I was just trying. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, cra- that's crazy. If you're missing teeth in Jeffco, 
Just know Retro never said nothing. That was Doug, yeah. That, that was Doug. That was that definitely retro. Doug. Doug definitely just came at y'all for your teeth and dental plans. I never said nothing. All I said was that bags is cornhole, which I, if you Google cornhole, that shit gonna pop up. You pop, you put up bag, you gonna see shopping set bags or no, snooze bags. No, I guarantee you. Ziploc right bags. Right look right now. I be, look up right, bags tournament. Look up bags tournament. But you just said bags. You didn't say. Now you're saying bags. No, bags tournament. tournament. I've said, it, but you call it bags. Well, you hey, call it cornhole. Cornhole bags. <laughs> we I just we just short bags tournament. Cornhole tournament, fine. Bags. That's literally, that's literally what. What is a bag tournament? Cornhole. That's literally what it says. <laughs> like, can we, just, we just call it bags? It's not that much of a difference. What is a bag tournament? Cornhole. That's literally what it says. Cornhole championship. Cornhole bag. So this just shows how lazy the people of Jeffco are. <laughs> that you shorten cornhole into bags. That's like, I, I don't even know how to. Put that together with anything else. Like, that's just crazy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, man, that's what y'all want to do. That's what y'all want to do. But at the end of the day, I'm pulling up. And I'm going to say, hey, can we play some cornhole? No. If, if we'll show, I'll show up and say, hey, let's let's get a game of bags going. And I will say, what kind of bags are you talking about? Dime, nickel. Just regular bags, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got to agree. You got to <laughs> You gotta, you gotta do something else here, Pat. You anyways, gotta do anyways, anyways, like we said before the break, damn it. Uh, this fucking conversation just went off the rails. Pat, so. literally, Pat is fucking me up over here. Pat. Oh gosh, I've never in my life like. Uh, after we get off the air, I'm gonna start a poll on Facebook to see if anybody else has ever called it bags. I guarantee you, Pat used to be like instead of Ziploc bags, you say plastic baggy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, Reg. Are you gonna sit there and judge me on everything I fucking said in the, my last 34 years? <laughs> I, I just. Okay. All right. All right. Let's talk. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit of wrestling. Where's All the right. belt? I gotta ask. You oh, said, that's at home. So uh, I'm getting, I might get another one made. You're gonna get another one made? Yeah. I just, it's getting old. That bill getting old, and I want to get it redone. And plus, I want to get another one made. So, yeah, I just ain't really rocking with it right now. I was hoping you would bring it so I could show it off to Doug. Oh, yeah, I'll show Doug. He's got his hat. He's got retro shape, like the big gold, the old school NWA WCW title belt made and got retro champ all over it's it. It's like completely like different. It's so, it's dope. It's dope as hell. Custom, it's custom for me. So. All right. So, the last time I saw you, before the 30th anniversary show was at AEW. It fuck's sake, you got front row seats. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I feel like every time I show up to a wrestling event, you always got better seats than me. Yeah. Because oh. we show, we'll show up at the same spot, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm down in the front row, and I'm like, fuck you. I'm like fucking 30 <laughs> rows behind you. Shit. It was one day Pat got me. Pat got me. Uh, Pat was like, I forgot what show it was. And you were like closer than I was. You was like, ah, suck it, bitch. <laughs> like, was, that, was that Rumble? Was that the Rumble? Yeah. You were sitting way up top. Yeah, I was the, sitting, the, you were sitting so pretty close. That, well, that was because uh, me and my bros, we got our tickets like, because we were just like, we going to go, but we ain't know like 
how far we was going to go with this shit. Because at the time, you know what I'm saying, WWE was at a downhill. So we yeah. was just like, we don't even give a fuck. But I was like, it's my first Rumble. Why not go? Now, let's really talk about the seats that Pat had at the Rumble. He couldn't see anything because the star kept catching fire. That <laughs> was the craziest shit. The whole time. That was well, the craziest no, 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 no. So, so be, to be fair, I was sitting lower than the fucking WrestleMania star, but yeah, the WrestleMania star was directly in front of me, like high up, and yeah, it caught fire twice that night. Somebody got Whoever, fired. Somebody got fired. Whoever was in charge of the fucking pyro that night got fucking fired. Somebody guaranteed. got fired, like, immediately fired. Like, your ass was out of there before they could even get you back to catering. Because they had to stop the show. They had to stop yeah. the show and bring the fucking WrestleMania thing down and put the fire out, <laughs> reset it, <laughs> and then put it back up. And then that bitch caught fire again. Everybody yeah. was like, what the fuck? Yeah, this shit's like dropping fire down to people below And, then and they had just, to evacuate the entire little area right bro, there. Bro, let me tell you something. Another problem that I had with the Royal Rumble, it was this big-ass light. Yeah, that was another pro- that was a problem for us too. Everybody, yeah, it was just like t- everybody was trying to turn the light off. They turned oh, the light yeah. off. Yeah, they turn it back on. We can't see. We yeah, can't see. It was. It was. It was crazy. It was fuck. like for two hundred bucks. I would expect a little bit more that night. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even there. Well, we know who's his favorite is. Oh, so he said we can't see. Oh God! Come on, Pat. Yeah, get on this stuff. I knew, I knew it. I knew that's where he was going with this. Well, I. At least he didn't say bags. He said cornhole. So. <laughs> I mean, fuck all you today, man. <laughs> Fucking out of here. <laughs> at least he got. I mean, his joke was that was that was that was the joke. Yeah. He had a punchline with it. He had something. He had some. He finally had something decent to say this episode, I guess. So. I mean, he he did get you with the cornhole bag situation. So. <sighs> and now it's out there for the world to hear. Yeah. I'm nope. interested. I don't give a shit. I don't out. give a shit. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling interested you. in how this going to play out. Because it's not going to be. <laughs> I, I, now I want to come to this tournament and just hear people say bag so I can just be like, you do realize this is cornhole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I... <clears throat> Hey, you know what? I ain't gonna do that because then people just gonna probably be like, they gonna kick me out, and then I ain't gonna have to eat no barbecue. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna be upset. Uh, let's get back to talking about wrestling for a minute and take the attention off the whole cornhole thing for a second. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, what do you think of Flair's last match? Supposed last match, which should have happened, you know, 2008. Now here we are, 2022, and he's still wrestling again. It shouldn't have happened. I'm gonna be completely honest. It shouldn't have happened. He apparently passed out twice. Twice. During that match. It shouldn't should. have happened. Yeah. It shouldn't have happened. Definitely shouldn't have happened. Um, one reason why it shouldn't have happened. Ric Flair has had how many surgeries? Fuck. Who? I think he, even he's lost count at this point. I'm not. Even, I'm. I'm talking about not injuries, but I'm saying like surgeries, like life-threatening surgeries, yeah. where he's like had like. Medical issues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nearly died and it was yeah. in a coma a number of times. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like at this point, I understand you love wrestling and I understand that you are um, wanting to do it forever. Like, you know, like Terry Funk. You know what I'm saying? I get it. But when your body says, hey, wrap this shit up. Yeah. 
wrap this shit up. So it's like I didn't I didn't want to see it. Few reasons because, like I said, just because of his his body and stuff like that, but also because like every bump that he take, I'll take. I was be like, Ugh. like you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Was, what was Ugh. it? 2006 during that Money in the Bank match at Mania, and he took that bump off the top of the ladder. That scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that shit worried me. It's like when Stone Cold was <clears throat> facing Kevin Owens. It was same things, and I was just like, Steve, relax, you. Your neck. Like, right. your neck, your please. Neck, your back, all of it, man. Please. Seriously, seriously. Uh, So, okay, first time we ever had you on the show. Yeah. They created, like, one of the more awkward, like, silences for everybody in the entire in the entire room. You remember this? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I think it was, who who asked it? Uh, I think it was Jeff or it was, or it was Tony. It says, uh, your entrance theme. What what you would choose, and you just said CM Punk, and they just the rest of the room went quiet, and I'm like, I'll step in, and I had to do the explanation yeah, and shit. Yeah. Would you still say Punk would be your entrance theme if you were a pro wrestler, like cult of personality? No, no, you gotta change it. Uh, so there's a band called a Dark Halo. Mm. That's some that's some shit that they got. I I would use as interesting. Now don't get me wrong, I was still down the line. I would probably use CM Punk shit, but. CM Punk is CM Punk. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the cult of personality sticks with CM Punk. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I changed it. I oh. definitely changed it. Did you watch, uh, what was that? Was it Revolution where he came out to Missouri and Carta from AFI? Yeah, I was like. I thought that was, I thought that was dope. I, I thought, thought that, that was, awesome. was fire too. I was yeah. like. I thought I was the only person that felt that way. It's crazy. No, I I was like, holy shit! shit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's something with AEW though. They they've been doing it a lot more lately with change, like going back to the old, their old music, their old themes, their old entrances. Uh, Chris Jericho's come out to like four different ones in the past month and a half. Yeah. What was it that I think that was White Zombie? That he came out to when he was Lionheart the yeah, other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Doug, what music, uh, what would be your entrance theme if you were a pro wrestler? Uh, Mick Foley, because uh, I'm crazy. And, uh, Wait, which Mick Foley? The, the car screech. Um, ah. Just, you know, hardcore. Okay. Have a nice day, because um, as we all know from my days in security, um, they were pretty rough days, and it was definitely a hardcore style. Wow. Oh, the days of working at Ballpark. Oh, wait. Are we allowed to say that, please? Uh, you left the last part out, so you're good. Okay. Okay. Oh, you used to you used to work at that yeah. place? Yeah. yeah. yeah, We both did security there for a while. God so. bless y'all. <laughs> God bless both of y'all. Because I know them people down there are crazy as hell. Oh, yeah. I say, if, for me, it would tie between uh, Jeff Jarrett's uh, My World. Okay. Or uh, probably, like, Kevin Nash when he was in TNA. Oh no, bro! I like Kevin Nash's uh theme in WWE where he had the harmonica and shit. That's probably oh, my favorite theme. Diesel? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That was good. That's probably my favorite Kevin Nash thing. Does the double J? Does the double J have to do with anything about you just meeting him not too long ago? Does that push it up no, there? No, no, no. I was a double J fan. I was a double J fan when he was in WCW, when he was the chosen one. And then he went to TNA. You know, he was still doing the slap nuts. 
Yeah, I thought he's still kind of. I, I I like Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I always like Jeff Jarrett. Like, I just still think when his he, uh one of his uncles is part minority owner with a baseball team in Springfield with Jeff Jarrett. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's dope. how we got to meet him a number of weeks ago in Springfield. Oh, that's fire. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Middle of the week, drove all the way up to fucking Springfield to watch fucking. Prospect kids play baseball. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, that's a good thing. I watch baseball like that. I, I watch some prospect baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some good shit to watch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because them kids are the future. And, like, when you see them do shit like MLB, you be like, damn. Yeah. I remember watching this kid in Springfield. So, like, shit like that. Like, even with wrestling. Like, when I go to, like, house shows and shit, I love that shit. What's some of your favorite, uh, like, local promotions? Anarchy, Glory Pro, any of it? Glory Pro. Oh, I, I, Anarchy Cool, I never, like, heard of them until recently, mm. which is crazy. Um, well, they went they went down for a while. They became NWL, and they were out of the Casa Loma pretty much every other week because they were going back and forth between Kansas City and St. Louis. And it was a r- weird situation, and they repackaged a lot of, like, the St. Louis, like, scene wrestlers, like Gary J., Becomes mm. Jay Lutz And he's a fucking drunkard And shit And shows up to the ring Half drunk what? The besties Were repackaged As the Blood Brothers And it, it was almost like They were still the same But they didn't do The entrance thing That they do For like Glory Pro And St. Louis Anarchy And shit like that yeah. It was just It was a weird time I definitely fuck With Glory Pro though Glory Pro um, Let me use their ring um, And one of their belts In a video I did for Contest, so no shit. Yeah, they're they're cool people. Oh yeah, I definitely fuck with them. This was numbers of years ago. We got him to see uh, me, Troy, and uh, our buddies Troy and Rodney got him to see his first independent show, and at the pageant he got spoiled. This motherfucker got spoiled. Oh wow! Because you've been to the South Broadway show. Yeah. So we get to go to the pageant, and it's like yeah, actual enough seats. Enough space to stand around and shit versus being walled or shoulder yeah, to shoulder with everybody with at people. South Broadway. Yeah. So he got spoiled in his you first. You got real spoiled. Well, I did too because, like, we see these people that used to go to the chase and watch. Yeah. So it was. They're like, coming back too. NWA's heard, coming back yeah, with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's uh, the end of September. Yeah. yeah. Fucking show since yeah. coming back. Hey, first yeah. of all, I did not know that was Mike Knox. Mike Knox has changed his image. Completely. Oh, he's lost a lot of weight. Good almost Lord. bulked up. Yeah. I didn't even know that was him until yeah, the, they said gonna... Mike Knox versus Bubba Ray. I was like, that's and Mike Bubba's Knox. looking Bubba's looking like he's lost a shit ton of weight yeah. too. Bubba's yeah. like skinny in the neck and the shoulders and shit. It's, yeah, he's yeah. definitely different. Bubba Bubba getting older too though. That's just he honestly looks like he's back in his TNA days. Um Bubba does, because Bubba was smaller. When he was bully right? yeah. When he first yeah. showed up man He was probably pushing close to like 400 pounds Well you gotta think too bro When he uh, when They left the WWE When him and Devon left the WWE It was like shit They they need to get back in shape to do something different So when they went to TNA Aces and Aces and all this stuff was going on So it was like I think Bubba Ray And them got He definitely got into the best shape of his life Yeah when he was bullying Sure. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Like, hey, Brooke Hogan. Even, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, now, wow. As much as people talk, like, so much shit on the Aces and Aids angle, I thought it was actually pretty decent. I thought it was average. Average? Yeah. It was cool, but it was just like, Man of Mafia was better than this shit. Yeah, I can see that. 
they brought in Tito and Rampage for like no fucking reason. Whatsoever. That's what I'm There's saying. Like no payoff. That's that. that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I was like, I still think Booker T, TNA Booker T is unmatched. <laughs> the weird. He had. Uh, so you remember when he was doing King Booker? He had that accent. Yeah. And then he brought it back, but like it got morphed into something else. He just he, he just became Booker T, but he's when he was Booker King. T and TNA. He was just King Booker, but he was just. Really Booker he, T. Yeah. He was King Booker, but he wasn't Booker. I still think the greatest, one of the greatest TNA moments in history, I don't care what nobody said. Oh, God. Is when Booker T was on commentary. When Booker T was on commentary in TNA, and he got in the ring, he straight was beating up on uh, Creed. Yeah. And, um, and he's, he's got the microphone. He's yeah. He's like beating I, shit. I think that was the, the funniest shit I've ever seen. Here's the thing, though. He did that, and then Omega did it. And then he got shit on. When Kenny did that shit, Kenny got shit on for that. Are you serious? Yeah. I was wondering about that because I seen people, him do it, but I didn't know. People talked about Booker T doing it. They thought it was the funniest goddamn it thing. It was. It was fucking world. crazy funny. Omega does it, and then he gets shit on for it. Wow, I didn't shit on Omega for it. I that's, never shit that, on Kenny that's, Omega that's for it. That's what drove me insane about I was just like, I was just like, ha, I know you got that from. But I never, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like shit on him for it. Yeah. Damn. See, wrestling yeah. fans are different. Fickle. We are the most fickle un, un, fucking people. We're just not pleased. <laughs> not pleased with anything. 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 What the however, fuck? However, like with WWE, I think we can understand why is because the standards have been just like it's, it's been so high, fucking so low. Well, I'm for the saying last, it's like for, four years. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like as far as like in the beginning, like you got to think attitude era, uh, aggression era, like it was high. So, of course, the WWE fan, they're poppy and snooty because that's where they came from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where TNA had to work and they had, like, the main event mafia. They had the Joker Sting, which I think is still another great fucking thing was the Joker Sting. And people sleep on it. Um, it it's just a lot of different. AJ Styles came from there. You know what I'm saying? Samoa Joe. Like, it's just a bunch of people that came from different promotions that we... We appreciate, but a lot of people don't appreciate. Like, there are people that have been WWE fans, they don't even know who AJ Styles was until he came in the Royal Rumble. Which is insane. And you know who was the number one of that? Vince McMahon. Yeah. Which is yeah. why you watch, I still think that was that could have been one of the best entrances ever on when his debut at the Rumble in, in 2016. Because... Vince was so adamant that he's like, they're not going to know who he is. They're not going to know who he is. So they kept it focused on Roman instead of panning out to the crowd, instead of doing like a wide angle shot, because had he done that, oh, everybody went fucking nuts as soon as it says, I am phenomenal. Yeah, the that's whole, you the whole the crowd, crowd. You went heard crazy. that fucking pop. And Vince is like, oh, they're not going to know who he is. The fuck they didn't? Yeah, they did. They knew exactly they who did. the fuck he was. They did. Of course they fucking did. That's why I'm saying Vince Vince is out of touch, so Vince doesn't re didn't really know about a lot of different wrestlers like that. He just heard through the grapevine from certain people. So like AJ Styles, you know what I'm saying, Joe, or just certain people, like even like Ricochet. It's like... I'm, like for real Just certain I'm, people I'm, he, I'm excited for Triple H's vision What he's gonna end up doing With a lot I of am, guys, but Including I, Ricochet I, I am But I also want people To understand this CM Punk was right The end That's it 
can't deny it no more. There is no, oh, CM Punk walked out. He's a pussy. Blah, 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 blah. The man is a prophet. He, he prophesied that whole entire regime and everything in it, and it came true. Literally, the only thing that CM Punk got wrong is that Vince McMahon is still alive. He just retired. <laughs> he didn't die. He just retired. Yeah, yeah so, you're right. So it's like everything CM Punk has said came true. Right. So when people be complaining and bitching about CM Punk and how he reacted, it's like, y'all are crazy as hell because you'll take off work for, for a sniffle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you'll take off work because you don't feel like going to work when he went to work every day with an injury. Like with he a had a staph infection. With, with a, a staph infection yeah. and a cyst on his fucking, what, bag or yeah. something? Yeah. Like, the dude's a workaholic. So, yeah. like, he, he, loves, he loves wrestling. He loves wrestling that much that he's willing to put his body on the line and people shit on him for it. Now, my thing is, is I listen to... The, the podcast between him and uh, Colt Cabana. Yeah. And I was like blown away by, and I listened to it a couple times. I always listen to it now, but I'm saying like the very first time I listened to it, I was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. They put him through that much bullshit. Yep. Like that's crazy. And then the fact that you fire him on his wedding day, oh, how classy is that? Like that's dumb shit. That's the all time. Like most petty Vince McMahon move. It's bullshit. And also, what I also thought was bullshit was how Sam Punk would bring ideas to people and people would shit on it. Okay, well, the UFC and I are cool. You know what I'm saying? It's staying the third. Like, why can't I get some promotions? Like, I'll go over there to stand the third. Oh, we can't do that. Okay, then Triple H and Brock Lesnar goes over there. Yeah. The hell is that? Yeah, he was going to walk out Chael Sonnen. That's what, fight exactly, that's what I'm saying. He's got friends over there. Same thing. Then, it's like. And then Triple H then shows up with Mayweather. Yep. And boxing. It made no sense. It It made made no no sense whatsoever. So it was like Sam Punk can't do what he wants, but Brock Lesnar can do what he wants. See what I'm saying? Apparently. Double standard. Like Sam Punk wanted uh, sponsors on his uh, trunks and stuff like that. Vince goes, No. And then Brock Lesnar comes in with Jimmy Johns all over his shit. Well, it's to be like, fair, like to be fair, Punk even said that it was basically like he had those deals when he was with the UFC, so it kind of made sense. Brock Lesnar had the same deals with the UFC. Yeah, so he still had to deal with those. That's why he still had them on his trunks. Now they're gone. Well, I'm like, saying you in look the beginning, now he doesn't have those. Well, I'm saying in the beginning, Sam Punk was having endorsement deals. So when he had all those endorsement deals, and he was just like, "Can I use them?" and and Vince is like, no. It's like, bro, I can bring you money. Then here come Brock with the Jimmy John shit, bringing Vince money, and it's like, what the fuck? Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it don't right. make sense. That's what That was my issue. I was just like, how you going to say no to somebody that's actually bringing you money? He sells out everything every week. Like, and then you put him in, you give him a little corner in the shop section. Yeah. You give him a little corner. He, he outsells was, John yeah. Cena three he times was, in a fucking row. Yeah, Stop he, playing. Yeah, he outsold Cena in merch and uh, like live sales and on WWE Shop. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he just he he does he outdoes the best person in the damn business, and you still shit on him. It doesn't make any sense. So I was glad CM Punk left the way that he did. And you know, it's crazy. Another thing is that people be complaining about CM Punk leaving. Stone Cold did the same shit when he didn't want to put Brock Lesnar over. Yeah, and they shit and on the, him and, for a couple of days too. Well, I'm saying, but, and and, but nobody bat, but nobody better than I. 
If you think about it, when Stone Cold left because he didn't want to put Brock Lesnar over, nobody batted an eye. No, well, the thing was, he didn't. It wasn't just because he didn't want to put Brock over. It was the fact that there was no build to it. It was a free TV match, and it was the opening round of the fucking King of the Ring. And it's like, yeah, um, you, you know had one of the biggest stars for the last te- like five, six years going up against your hot and up and coming star. Why the fuck wouldn't you want to build that up? Why wouldn't you want to try to make like the most money you can out of that match? That's like a that I link in that to what WCW did when they gave away Goldberg versus Nat or versus Hogan for the WCW WCW title on Nitro. No build to it. It was basically it's Thursday on night or on Thunder. Hey, this coming Monday, Goldberg gets his title shot. Three days. You're gonna give it three days for build. You're going to give it three days and you're going to give it on free? You're going to give that away for free instead of putting that on pay-per-view? That's fucking yep. stupid. It's absolutely stupid. That's what I'm saying. They don't. People don't think. Some of these promotions, they they don't think. They just do. Like even, like even with AEW, I say this all the time. People be complaining about this shit. I be like, look, Tony just got way too much product and not enough TV time. That's the problem. WWE had less product. And more TV time, so it's the op. It's both of them are just it's it's flip flopped. So Tony now is like, all right, bet I got too much product. Fuck it, I'm finna buy Ring of Honor. All right, bet cool, Ring of Honor. What they did to Jonathan Grissom is oh, ooh, boy, that shit was not it. I was I don't know I don't know there, what I've the been fuck. hearing conflicting reports about that with with Gresham. So from what I've heard. It's it was a mixture between it was Christopher Daniels' fault, and then Tony not being available to talk right then and there, and then it was basically he kind of lost his shit. Like Gresham felt like he was being fucked around by CD and pretty much anybody else that was in charge of Ring of Honor, and yeah. that's why he did what he did. Yeah, so it was it was a mixture of that, but it was also like he lost the belt to. Claudio like that. It was the way how the match. It was ma- the opening match. Yeah, it was the opening match and the fact that he lost it like that. And the thing it was is- a good match, but it was just like the fact that he lost it that way and the Claudio just got I back. Think that was, I, going back, I think that's the first time the, that the, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship in ROH was on the opening match of a pay-per-view. Yeah, so that kind of pissed him off a little yeah. bit because because it's like... Jonathan Gresham, same thing. He put his all, he put his heart and soul into this shit, and he's a Ring of Honor world champion. He's not. So that's another thing. It's like, I am Ring of Honor world champion. I'm a world fucking champion of a promotion. Promotion you're trying to build. That you're trying to build, and you going to dumb me down? Right. After a guy that just came back two weeks? The fuck out of here. Like, I I get that. I understand. I understand his frustration with that. So, real quick. Before we end this, Mount Rushmore for you, Mount Rushmore for you. Your top four or five, if you can, you can do. Mount five. Rushmore is like what four people? Yeah, but I'll let you have five. I'm gonna do four because it makes sense. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, CM Punk, The Rock. Fuck. Spot's 
Shit, fuck it. I'm gonna have to probably say AJ Styles. I was thinking HBK or Austin because it's just so much. But it's like, fuck. Okay, AJ, okay, AJ Styles, and then my fifth will probably be Stone Cold. It's hard, bro. It's hard. I mean, I mean, this is I mean, it's super hard to even pick the first couple. Um, Eddie, because I mean, Eddie's gonna stand the test of time no matter what, even though. He kind of went out really bad. Um, Chris Benoit, I know I'm going to get heat for that one. But. <laughs> That's why I ain't say his name. Because more, take, more people are. I'll Woo. take the heat on that one. Because, I mean, he was, and you know, he's a great, he's still one of the best technicians ever to step in the ring. Um, Ray Mysterio, because, I mean, he's slayed so much and. You know, WWE just said that he, 20 years. No, he's been in for a lot longer than 20 years. And he hasn't even been in WWE for 20 years. Um, <laughs> Who's been in WWE for 20 years? They just said Rey Mysterio's been in for WWE for 20 years. And he ain't been in for 20 years because he left the company, went down to Lucha Underground, and killed somebody in Mexico. Just putting that out there. Hey, 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 we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Rey Mysterio killing somebody that wasn't his damn fault. I'm not saying it's his fault, but I'm just saying, get your, get your years straight, WWE. Get your years straight. Number four. Oh, man, this is hard. Um, we're going to have to go back, you know, Attitude Era, Mick Foley, and the way he uh, kind of, you know, joined the, uh, oh, what was it back then? It wasn't the authority. It was, um, yeah, the union. And, you know, winning his first championship. He was like an honorary member of DX for a little bit and shit, so. Yeah, All I right. love Mick Foley. My Mount Rushmore. It's it's going to be interesting. Pat is very fucking predictable with this one. Watch this. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you! What? Watch, watch this. I, I just want to, I ain't even going to say the name. Watch this. Go ahead, Pat. So, number one, Taz. Okay, I didn't expect Taz. To Taz on. don't. I don't think Taz ever gets enough love and enough respect. Yeah, he's a human though. suplex machine for a fucking reason. The dude was a fucking beast, and his son is Hook. just as dangerous. Hook is yeah. Hook is a badass. Number two, Punk. Okay. Number three, Kevin Nash. Okay. Even though he was super basic, and he just you know he had the what. Uh, what Cornette referred to it like the six moves of doom and shit like that. I, th- I, what Cornette is just Cornette's out of touch. As much as everybody <laughs> says Vince is out of touch, Cornette's just Cornette's as long definitely out of touch, but Cornette entertains me. <laughs> Number four, Brian Danielson, the okay. American Dragon. Okay, I can see that. And if I had to throw a number five on there, it'd be Stone Cold. Okay, I'll go Stone Cold. Now, and I knew, the goat I debate in the goat debate, Stone Cold over the Rock. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. You're not ready for that conversation? No. <laughs> because I'm biased as fuck. <laughs> I'm going to pick The Rock every time. Because, I mean, it's not because I don't like Stone Cold. Stone Cold is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but it's just like, it's The Rock, bro. It's The Rock. The but Rock it's also is, Austin. Yeah. Austin. Austin made people want to go at their job and beat their boss. <laughs> right. Beat the shit out they boss and be like, bitch, I'll come back tomorrow and do it again. 
like that's that was Stone Cold. Stone Cold, like, and that's the thing. Like Stone Cold literally was basic, down dressed, and everything. He did. He just drank beer. Black tights, black boots, black. Trunks, that was it. Whatever. And drank beer. Yeah. That was literally every. That was everybody's dream right there. Like, damn, I could come to work, whoop my boss ass, drink beer, leave, come back, and do this shit again and get paid. Yep. I like him. <laughs> like, The Rock was just the movie star, but he was also like the nation domination leader. Like, I just love The Rock in general. Like, his range is fire as fuck. So. Yeah, I just like The Rock. I think The Rock is one of the, the most charismatic superstars that we had in the WWE. I can agree with that. Like One of the most charismatic legit. for sure, but you want to talk about somebody that could re that reinvented himself, I think, was Austin. Yeah. The what chance? Yeah. That got over. The only person in the history of the world that could get that fucking chant over was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, but you know, The Rock also reinvented himself too. So when he was Rocky Maivia, then he changed into The Rock, then he went completely like Hollywood and mm. sunglasses and vest and, you know what I'm saying? Like, The yeah. Rock literally put himself in position to be that. Same thing with Stone Cold though, because Stone Cold, like, Start coming out in the ATVs and the trucks. And when he was retired and he was yeah. being Sheriff Austin. And when he like became, bro, when he became Sheriff Austin, I swear that time period is one of the probably one of my favorite time periods. Because like three to 05. Yeah, like that. yeah, that shit was so crazy. <laughs> when he was having to work with Bischoff and shit, and Bischoff was the one that fired him and all that. Yeah, yeah that shit was crazy. All right, let's take one more break. We're gonna come back talk some baseball, and then we're gonna wrap things up. Yeah, you good with that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were doing it. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm down with that. All right. We're right back on Beyond FM.
It's the best of everything. STL Beyond FM back inside the studio. It's Hatrix of Patrick. Retro champ in the studio. Doug in the studio. Yeah. Time to talk a little baseball. Cardinals uh, ended that streak, seven straight games of wins with over the Cubs, Yanks, and then got their asses handed to them when they went to Colorado. Yeah, they, they definitely did. Um, but they, they started looking better again. Um, obviously, every streak's going to come to an end. Um, the fuck to get through 21 runs on them? But didn't they beat the best team in baseball? They did. So they But they did drop to them the other night. Um, and extra innings, very exciting extra innings on that. But, I mean, you're, you're in Colorado. The ball travels in Colorado, and it's harder. As Retro uh, talked about earlier, you know, breathing in Colorado is uh, difficult. Very. So, you know, going from St. Louis to Colorado, the air changes, the humidity changes. So, I mean, the boys just weren't in shape for it. And, you know, it was also as – Pat would cry about, you know, a really hard time after uh, the trade deadline <laughs> that didn't turn out that, that great. Was, hey, that trade deadline still on was crazy, shit, though. That tra- the trade deadline, the front office of the Cardinals, they should be all to be a, da- a damn shame that they sales. Oh, look at that. I'm not the only one to think so. I don't believe so because everyone wanted wine because Juan Soto went to the Padres. What had the Padres done since picking up Juan Soto? They have dropped just about every single game. And at one point, right after the trade deadline, they were outscored by 23 runs in the series and just lost Fernando Tatis Jr. for the rest of the season to steroids. Oh, Ugh. which I don't Ugh. Think he, I don't know if he was coming back in any even with the issues that he's been having. But now he's got an 80 game suspension to go along with it. And I love the I love his excuse because it's just like every other fucking baseball player's excuse. I didn't know I was taking this. I was given this by mistake. You fucking liar. But hey, he's got more time to rehab that hand now. It won't be able to be at any major league baseball facilities, but hey, another eighty games, that hand should be in perfect condition for next season after he was hitting the hand earlier this season, breaking it. So, the one thing about the Cardinals right now, MV2, Goldie Arenado. Who gets it? Goldie. If you ask Arenado, it's Goldie. Uh, (laughs) Nato even came out and said himself, he has a lot of work to do, and Goldschmidt is the best player in baseball right now. Thanks. Goldie's hitting, last I checked, it was 331, 28 homers, and about 80-something RBIs, but not NATO's, like, hitting 290, 25 homers, and, like, 70-something RBIs. He's right behind him, so. Yeah, he's behind him, but, you know, it, Goldie is, hey, it's, it's in his DNA. <laughs> I mean, we're talking two MVP candidates, for sure, for Major League Baseball. Yeah. Definitely on the NL side. Yeah. But on the AL side, we got something heating up that we haven't seen since the early 2000s, late 90s, with Aaron Judge getting ready to is on pace to hit 66 home runs this season. What is up with that guy? We why didn't we go get Aaron Judge when he was he's, hot? He's a free agent, I think, in two years. Let's go get he's him. Got two, they got two let, years let, left on his deal. Let's go get him. And then why don't we get that one kid? Uh, that's in the that's in the minor leagues for Cardinals. 
he's a stud because he's been knocking shit out the park. It was a game where he knocked like what three, four home runs. I like, was just about. I was gonna bring that up. Chandler Redmond is a guy. Him, yes. him, yes, he is a guy we need to Carlos, keep an eye on. Stop bullshitting. Go get this kid. You bullshit. Hey, you fuck around. He's in Double A Cardinal. He's in Double A uh, Springfield right now for the yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, go go get him and bring him. I to, think to Bush I, Stadium, please. I wouldn't mind seeing him getting bumped up to Triple A to see how he does. Fuck that. Go get him now. You think you want to bring him up now? We need him now. Now, <laughs> right on, now. Hold on. Before we get too far in this, we were just having a conversation about this uh, a couple weeks ago about you know these players that are in the minor league systems and they're raking they're. Hitting bombs um, all over the place. But you got to think, the pitching is slower down there. Nothing against the pitchers in the minor league system. But once they get up to the major league system and they're facing that consistent 100-mile-an-hour fastball, the 98-mile-an-hour changeup, they're not catching the same pitches that they are down in the minors. Um, Just like when major league pitchers go down to the minors – you know, those minor league uh, batting averages go down a little bit when they're facing these guys. Nothing against Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung's a great player. But I think we saw that when he went down to the minors for a rehab assignment where he's, his batting average shot up. But, I mean, when you're really looking at it, those pitchers aren't at the same caliber as a player like Paul DeYoung, who's been in the majors for several years. But you got to look at Chandler Redmond's power, though. That I mean, kid he is. hit two opposite field home runs. That's insane. In the first two at bats, and then hit a grand slam to dead center, and then hit another one to right field. I wouldn't. I don't want to see him get called up just yet. Like, uh, no, no offense, retro, but I think he. No, I'm just saying. I think he needs like, to get. I've seen him play. I would wouldn't mind seeing him get bumped up to AAA here pretty soon because I think he deserves a chance at that, and he's not even rated. Is like one of our top prospects. He's like number. I think he's like outside the top twenty. Yeah. In the team prospects. That's crazy. All anybody's been talking about is Jordan Walker, uh, Mason Wynn, and uh, Gorman. Nolan Gorman. And there was another one that just got they. He was, uh, I think, being his name was thrown around around the trade deadline. No, not yet, Buzz. They all, yeah. There was like. <laughs> Another top 10 <laughs> prospect that was getting thrown around. And it's like, holy shit, Chandler Redmond's coming out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. That's how it be. That's how it be, though. When you least expect it, certain people come out of nowhere and they and they be going stupid. Like, I think that I agree with Pat, though. If Chandler goes to the AAA, let's see how he does there. Does there. But I feel like if they put the right pitches in front of him and, like, you know what I'm saying, make him work with them 98s and 100s and 107s, and he's knocking that shit loose. I'm telling you, hey, it's a. Hey, he's facing Jordan Hicks on a daily basis. I tell, I tell you what. Yeah, but Jordan Hicks is letting up bombs though himself. Though, I think though, wouldn't mind seeing uh, Jordan Walker get called up some point this rest of the season. See yeah. what the see all the hype that Mo was like protecting him and shit. So, I can agree with that. Yeah. You think do you you think it's hype? You think it's hype behind him? I mean, maybe, maybe not. He did throw 105 from shortstop to fucking first base during the futures game. He was playing. He caught. He, he got a ground ball towards the fucking left side. 
picked it up and just threw a fucking laser to first base, and they clocked it at 105. Insane. Yeah. Crazy. All right, Retro, where can, we, where can everybody find you on your music, whatnot? You can find me everywhere. 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 Just type in Retro Champ, you're going to find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at the Retro Champ. Um, like I said, my music is everywhere. So Apple Music, Title, Spotify, YouTube. Just type in Retro Champ, and you'll find me. So, yeah. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate you guys having me. No problem. Catch y'all le- next time here on Beyond FM. Yeah.